life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being with me today. I hope that you've had a wonderful week of being on the lookout for God's hand. I'm hoping it's getting easier for us and clearer for us to see uh, now that we've been on this journey together for quite a while. Um, That is my heart's desire, and I, I, I think we're starting to see more clearly that God is always at work, and he doesn't work only in the lives of other people, but that he works in our lives as well. So before we jump in, I want to pause and say thank you to Amy Morgan, who shared her testimony on last week. Uh, It was really great to hear from someone, you know, outside of the States and to hear the journey that got her there. You know, I'm just going to be completely honest. I don't know if I would have responded to God in the same way. And that's another beautiful part of hearing these testimonies is that you get a chance to see your strengths and your weaknesses, not in comparison, because I believe God has equipped us for different things, but to really admire someone who just out of the sheer love of a language will decide to pack up and leave and go to that country and reach out to people on behalf of God to be an ambassador of Christ in a setting in which it is not your native language. It's not where you are, you're outside of your comfort zone. So I just really admire that. And, (laughs) you know, I, I think about, you know, it's taken me years to come out of my shell, but in all the many years of traveling with entertainment and everything else, there are so many times I was completely out of my element. I didn't speak the language well, and I was completely comfortable in hanging out in my hotel room (laughs) and speaking to no one until it was time to go on stage that night and perform. But when I hear Amy share, it's a different heart. It's a different heart for the people. And God equipped her with the heart that she needed to do the work that he wanted done. You know, I I love... um, When she said, you know, basically it's, I I, I share with whomever God puts in front of me. And that's hard for me, you know, to look at it and go, whomever God places in front of me, I figure I'm there for a reason. God put someone in front of me for a reason, she said. And it has taken me a long, long time to reach that point. I definitely feel that's where I am now. I look at my life's work and the people that God has placed in my my, my circle of influence, the people that God has placed me around, whether it's church, whether it's work-related, there's so many different spheres of influence in which God has said, BJ, I need you to insert yourself here, or I need you to speak here, or I need you to love here. 
but I think he had to take me on the, the journey of unwillingness in order for me to reach the place of willingness. Because for so many years, I was simply unwilling to do it. Whether it's hiding behind my own insecurities, God, what do I have to say? Or what do I have to give? Or my own selfishness. I don't know them. That's not my problem. Whatever my reason was, the unwillingness was the sin that God had to rid me of in order to get me to a place very much like Amy, where you would say, here I am, Lord, send me. And I'm just so very grateful that there are people like Amy who would drop everything and her husband drop everything and just make that move to just serve the people that God puts in front of them. I love that. I love what she said. You know, it's not that everything has been, has rolled out beautifully. There have been hurts along the way. There have been people she's given her heart to that did not return that love. They didn't treat the heart the way we would desire for it to be treated. And if you're like me, which most of us I think are, someone hurts me. I want to pull my heart back. I don't want to give my heart more. But yet, that is indeed what Jesus did. That's what we're called to. And I think that he puts us in those situations on purpose. Again, it's weeding out, ridding us of anything that keeps us from being 100% usable for the task that he has at hand for us. You know, when Amy said, you know, for sure there was someone who just stumped on her heart and it hurt her deeply. But yet, she mustered up enough courage because it takes courage. She mustered up enough obedience because it definitely takes obedience to God in order to pick up and do again. And it took a lot of trust and surrender. God, you got this, right? This is what you want me to do. I'm trusting you. Not I'm trusting that person won't hurt me, but I'm trusting you've got me, whether they hurt me or not. And when she shared about that, it just makes me, every time I hear someone's testimony, I always reminisce over my own life. Because selfishly speaking, I feel like this whole thing is for me. (laughs) God has given me this platform just so that I can learn from you. And I love that. So I reminisce. I look over my own life. I comb through my life and go, okay, God, show me. Show me what it is you want me to see from this person's life story. Show me what it is you want me to grasp when I hear Amy share or when I hear this person share. Because there's a lesson to be learned from everyone. I was speaking to a young lady today and she was talking about that. How it doesn't matter really who the person is. Because there's a lesson to be learned from everyone. 
That's why scripture says, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Why? There's a lesson to be learned from everyone. I love digging into scripture and looking at the unlovables and learning lessons from them. You know, again, if we think about it, they're in scripture for a reason. Not just because they were quote unquote bad, but because they were they were teaching us something. And I think so often we can lose that. Are we open to learning from whomever God places in front of us? That's what sharing with whomever God places in front of me is all about. If I really believe I can learn something from that person, I'm going to open my mouth. I think I'm going to say something. If I think that person has nothing to offer me, then I'm more likely to just walk on by. And that convicts me. I don't know about you guys, but that convicts me because I cannot tell you the number of people just in my own cocky, arrogant, self-righteous way have chosen to walk on by. This person, of course I would never say it, is unworthy of my time or of my effort. And I just simply walk on by. And I I love, you know, you know, God is God. (laughs) He knows BJ's heart. As moldable and pliable as my heart, as I feel my heart is, I also know how hard-hearted and distant my heart can become. And I think I sit between those two places every day having to decide which way are you going to allow your heart to go, BJ? Are you going to allow God to use it by being pliable or are you going to hide it away and let it harden and be unusable? And I say that because what, what I'm saying by that is I know what I'm capable of. I don't know about you. Maybe you're better than me. (laughs) But I know what I'm capable of. I know what I've come from. And I think God allows us to see and, and remain clear on what we come from as a reminder that when you take the reins back into your own hands, you're in position now to go back to what you used to be. I don't want to be that hard-hearted woman who does not have the time or the desire or the care towards anyone else. I want to go to whomever God sends me to. I want to extend my heart and not worry or concern myself with whether or not it will be received or even how how it will be perceived. But to give it because God calls me to. 
And I can't live with myself if I don't. That's how I know God's grabbed my heart and made a major change. There was a time I could live in my hard-heartedness and feel nothing, feel no concern. I could sleep very well at night. (laughs) Now my heart yearns to connect with someone else's heart. It hurts if I don't. I can't sleep at night if I don't give my heart. And that's why I say all the time, I am so thankful for the work that God has laid before me because it keeps my heart on the table. You can't do what I do without having your heart laid out. And it is sliced and diced and hurt and damaged every day. But it's also embraced and, and, and needed and, 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 and cried out for every day by a student, by their family, by someone trying to find their way. I thank God for that. He has placed me exactly where he knew I needed to be in order to stay faithful to him. I look at Amy, I listen to her story. God placed her exactly where he needed her to be to stay faithful to him. And even though there were challenges there, being in a church with just four people, I freak out. You know, when we first got to Reno, we had a church with 28. Now we're almost at 60. But I was like, I'm not so sure about this. Is this really church? Imagine being in a church with just four people. How would you respond to that? What would you do? It depends on your focus. Am I in the hands of God? Or am I in my hands trying to figure this out? The hands of God will allow us to keep going. The hand of God will allow us to do what doesn't feel good. Be where it's uncomfortable. Give when we don't want to give. You know, I thought it was really beautiful at the end when I asked her, you know, well, you know, what are your parting words? What would she say? And she said, I know it's going to sound cliche, <laughs> but I would just tell people to return to the cross. You know, sometimes the answers are so simple that we miss them. You're like, okay. But do you have anything deeper than that? God is saying, return to the cross. There is nothing deeper than that. He's simply asking us, I think, as I mentioned to Amy, to remember that every day we have to be born again. It is not a one-time deal. You know, we make a big fuss over baptism, and I'm all for baptism. You know, that was the day I was born again. But you know what? I was born again and again and again and again. 
each one of them equally as powerful in my life. Each one. I'm going to leave this one today with, you know, one of the first things I think she said, but it was really quite moving. And I think it was just kind of off the cuff. But she said, uh, everyone understands the language of service. Everyone understands the language of service. So whether you speak someone's language or not, whether you understand where someone is coming from with whatever situation maybe you're trying to deal with right now, whether you understand someone's mindset, why they are doing the various things they're doing, instead of us trying to gain understanding, why don't we just serve? Because I don't think we can break through the understanding until we can reach their hearts. And I don't think we can reach their hearts if we're unwilling to serve. I look at the example of Jesus. And that's what he did, right? He just served us. He served us. And in essence, in return, we learned to love him. If we serve, people learn to love. I think we've got it backwards. We're trying to get people to love first. And then once I love, I'll serve. And I don't think that's working for us. (laughs) What if we flip that switch and say, no matter what, I will serve you. No matter what, I will give to you. And out of that, I think, will come the kind of love that we see in Scripture. We don't know. You know, sometimes, again, the answer is so simple that we push it aside looking for something deeper. As deep as our God is, and he's way too lofty, he's way so much loftier than anything that we could begin to understand. His ways are so much greater, so much higher than our ways. We can't even begin to fathom the mysteries of God. That's how deep he is. Yet at the same time, he makes it so that unschooled, ordinary men and women like us can reach him. I don't think God wants things to be so deep. I don't think that's his desire. I know we love to say, well, in the Greek or in the Latin, it says, and that's all fine and dandy for those who understand it. But for those who do not, we definitely understand the language of service. Because you serve those whom you love. God so loved the world that he gave or that he served. Who are you serving? 
Make it your goal this week to serve, particularly to serve those that you do not understand. Because I do believe that opens up the door to understanding. I know I speak through the lens of the homeless because that's my platform. But there are so many, so many guys who are misunderstood. What if we just started serving? What if we just stopped trying to be right? trying to sway opinions, trying to, I don't know, rally each other to one side or the other. What if we simply served? Jesus did. And aren't that, isn't that what we are supposed to be about? Imitating Christ as he imitated our God. So my call to all of us this week More than anything else, serve someone. And break out of your mold. Break out of what's normal. Serve someone. And how about we allow God to determine even how we serve? For those of us in which it's easy to write a check, I thank you for that. I know for different nonprofits and organizations like my own, we needed to stay afloat. But if that's all you ever do, try something else this week. Serve in a different way. Just try it. Let's see what happens if we step outside of the norm and we step inside the supernatural. And we actually listen to the prodding of God to go where we never thought we'd go, to do what we never thought we'd do. It's amazing. I, again, I applaud you, Amy, and your husband for picking up and going. Those of you who serve overseas, those of you who go to countries that are that are in wars and, and, and at odds with each other, like what we're seeing all over the news these days, I applaud you because I speak very earnestly. I don't know if I would have the courage. Yet at the same time, God has equipped me to walk in the shoes of the homeless, to walk in the shoes of those that are mentally unstable, And I know many people look at that and go, I don't know if I would have the courage. So again, it's not about comparing ourselves one to another. Trust that God has equipped you for the exact battle that he needs you to fight in. Our part is to choose to do it. Choose to go. This week, choose God. Choose to go wherever he leads. As we're on the lookout for the hand of God, add to that this week. Not only am I on the lookout for the hand of God, but I'm vowing to follow that hand. I love you guys. I thank you as always for your time. I realize that it is a treasured commodity that I never want to take for granted. 
You are a blessing to me. Until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.